Welcome to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones. Presented by Brighter Day Law, listen to the stories of the people who make Colorado Springs a great place to live and make our world better every day. We want to give back to those who give so much to us. Good afternoon. It's another brighter day in the neighborhood, and I'm your host, Angela Jones. We have with us today Keith Robinson. Um, he is the publisher of Briargate and Pine Creek and Briargate West Friends and Neighbors magazines. That I think a lot of us have gotten these magazines or similar ones delivered to our homes. Thank you very much for joining us today, Keith. You're very welcome, and thank you. It's nice to have the opportunity to meet yeah. other people. Well, and I, Keith and I were chatting um, before we went on the air today, and um, you know, I always take some time to lay out uh, the brighter day way in the neighborhood philosophy, which is, um, you know, to to give folks an opportunity to get to know people who are here in the community serving the community and I think in many ways um, we can understand how these types of publications um, would serve us because it connects us with businesses but I think um, what you brought up um, initially and you brought me a a stack of uh, the publications was how important it was for you to really um, share the stories that are in the magazines and um, how did you get into uh, into that sort of story brokering? It's kind of part of what my company does. Um, and it's, it, you know, I was part of a BNI business networking group mm-hmm. uh, doing some news writing stories for kind of super specialist doctors and surgeons. Hmm. And uh, I moved here from Houston. I'd been here a year or two. I was, wasn't finding much business here. I still mm-hmm. had a few clients from Houston. But a friend of mine who was a publisher in the BNI meeting, mm-hmm. uh, we were having lunch one day. He said, "You know, you're you're promoting these doctors, and 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 you're, they're doing miraculous work. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. However, have you thought about narrowing that down to something kind of hyper local?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Okay, well, let's talk about that." And you know, he basically invited me to become a publisher, so I eventually did, and the publication. You know, it's been in print. They've been in print since 2007. Mm. We have about a thousand of them. We're one of the fastest growing privately held media companies in North America, mm-hmm. throughout the U.S. and Canada. And it's quite interesting because, in spite of the fact there's almost a thousand publications, everyone has the same basic ingredients, yet each one is extremely unique, mm-hmm. exclusively to the area and the neighborhoods that it goes to. So it's relevant to them personally. But we have these feature families. So we're every month in, in every publication, we're sharing the feature story. We're introducing this family to the community and the community to them. Mm. And then we have other pages, kids page and pets page, community page, charity spotlight, things like that. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I when I published Briargate West, stop me if I'm talking no, too you're, much. No, you're absolutely when it, fine. When I first published Briargate West, uh, a year ago, March, mm-hmm. I got a call on a Sunday evening from a lady three days after it went out. And she said, hi, is this Keith Robinson? I said, yes, ma'am. How can I help you? And she said, well, I'm just surprised you answered the phone. I was prepared to leave a message. You know how mm-hmm. you throw people mm-hmm. off. Uh-huh. And, and she was telling me, she said, I just got your magazine. I really like it. Uh, it's really just a nice layout and format and everything about mm-hmm. it. It's great. But the real reason I'm calling you is because I've always been extremely involved in dog rescue. 
Mm. And you published on your community page the article about the dog rescue, mm. found out who the director was, contacted her. She lives in my neighborhood. And right now I'm holding a German Shepherd puppy in my arms that I'm fostering until they find a permanent home. And it's all your fault. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, that feels good. You know, that feels very good. Right, so right. So that's what motivates me is that response. You know, I got a call uh, today, uh, a response from my company, because sometimes people will contact the company directly. Uh, and, and this is a local organization uh, that is, is promoting children's, they're kind of like kids advocates. Mm -hmm. I spoke with a lady yesterday who's the president of a local Southern Colorado Multiple Sclerosis Society. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can help get the word out. If we can kind of work together with the community, the residents, the business owners, right. and educate people to what's there and how we can connect them to each other to help each other, we're going to improve our environment dramatically, in right. my opinion, right. in a good way. Yeah, you know, There's enough bad stuff out there. We don't need to be part of that. Especially you know. in the publishing industry, it seems well, like. Well, there certainly can be. Mm -hmm. There can be. And these, um, you know, we, we have a content approval and quality approval. Mm -hmm. And everything in our publication has to be extremely upbeat, kind of inspirational and positive. Mm -hmm. We don't go into the weeds on anything, you know, critically controversial uh, or problematic. We don't right. want to promote that. So we, we keep it positive, yet it's still very real. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I heard you say, at least initially, that you were you were writing when you came to Colorado Springs from Houston. Um, how, were you a newsman before, or how did you get into the writing aspect? And are you writing the articles that we read in uh, Briargate and Pine Creek and Briargate West? Uh, friends I, and neighbors. I got into it because I'm a very creative and was starving entrepreneur. Okay. I've, I've been in business for myself for most of my life. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was in the finance business and mortgage business for okay. a number of years, 2007 and eight. That went mm -hmm. down, down the tubes. Mm -hmm. I basically lost my business, had to re recreate myself. Uh, I built mobile-friendly websites for a number of years for small businesses that mm -hmm. didn't really have a lot of money. Couldn't right. do five thousand, ten-dollar websites, mm -hmm. and it was mobile-friendly when a time when less than fifty percent of businesses had a website, let alone mobile. Right. So it was pretty new. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of got into marketing bit by bit that way, and uh, you know that was not working the way I really wanted it to. And, and I just, you know, I came across some doctors, uh, healthcare companies mm -hmm. and things like that, and found that I could, I created a company basically that did something nobody else on the planet did the way I did it, as far as I know. Hmm. And so I, I set up interviews with doctors, and, and these were, I mean, truly specialist surgeons, you know, mm -hmm. world-renowned spine surgeon, brain surgeon, mm -hmm. breast reconstruction, those type doctors. A lot of medical people in Houston, believe right. me. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I set up interviews with them, and then I would publish those interviews on my medical news media source website at the time. Mm. Um, and and then I would help to, you know, I, I, I found a way through another company, another media company, to syndicate those news stories out to literally five, six, seven, eight hundred news sources around the country, oh, wow. newspapers, magazines, blogs, websites, what have you. Um, and it, it built 
you know, and, and the main focus of, the, of what I actually published was kind of like our feature family stories in this magazine. Okay. That was what I wrote. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote the story of this usually quite miraculous success of what this surgeon had done. It's like, mm-hmm. holy cow, I can't even believe people can do that. Right. You know? uh, and, and, you know, I brought in a video team one time for a, a open surgery. Mm. Uh, with, you know, the doctor I worked with at the time was one of the first two in the U.S. to use the Mazur robotic assisted surgery. Wow. And, and so you, you had a patient there mm-hmm. completely open to mm. have spine surgery, literally open down to the spine, right. the bone itself. They put something that looked like a small soda can down there. Mm. It read the computer. They'd already basically done a, right. a virtual surgery before preparing the patient. The robot actually resets itself, positioning itself, and, and lights up lasers as to exactly where to put the screws into the spine. So the doctor is still doing the work. However, the robotic assistance makes it much, much more precise. Pretty interesting hmm. stuff, to That's say in, the least. Yeah, it um, sounds like innovative. And, and so, yeah. you know, I, I had a number of doctors. I, I kind of built referrals from them and worked with them to basically share those news stories. I'm not a professional journalist, have no training as a journalist. I'm rather creative, I guess. I don't know, you know. Do you write the these I, local I don't stories? Now. Okay. I don't now. I have a, I have a team for each of these. I have a content coordinator who actually does both of these. Mm-hmm. I have a separate photographer for each one, mm-hmm. and I have a designer. Uh, the first four months of, of my first publication. Um, basically, I did do everything because I could not get a good content coordinator. Mm. They're the one that, that, you know, Tom is much, much better than I am at, <laughs> at the creative writing. Um, I can do it, but, they're, you know, it's not my specialty. Right. Uh, so it, it's, you know, it's like everything in life. I think it's kind of a process. Right. You might jump in with both feet, but uh, you find that you really can't do this on your own. You need other people. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm thankful to have the teams that I have. Well, and I want to talk uh, to you more about that, like team, you know, how you approach teams and this idea of, you know, doing like getting in the lane where you are. Yeah best using your talents to serve the people um, that you're called to serve. But um, I'm going to take a quick break to remind our listeners you're um, tuned in to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones. And today we're with Keith Robinson. Um, so, Keith, you were talking about, like, uh, when I'd asked you, did you have a news background? And, you know, we've talked about creativity. And, you know, sometimes people think creativity, you know, just is like in painting or, you're you know, an artist. what have you. Right. You're an artist of some kind. But um, I think it's really interesting where your creativity has seems to be in an ability to innovate and, you know, create um, new businesses or opportunities. Um, at least that's what I'm hearing so far from you. You're, you're very gracious. I, I suppose you're somewhat <laughs> right, but you're very gracious too. Well, I, you know, and, and it also strikes me that you're um, you're just fascinated by innovation as well. Or at least you know in in the work that these doctors are doing and just the way they're moving the needle in terms of better ways to. Um, take care of folks and you know I don't know and um, but what have you learned about uh, you know like having been an entrepreneur and you know 
usually you know when you first start out or many times when we start out we're, we're working like at you, you know, like a one-arm wallpaper hanger you, right. know, you know what i mean with all the jobs and no support um but what have you learned as you've um become entrepreneurial mature you mentioned innovation and, mm-hmm. and i i think i see where you're going here but you know for me a lot of it is living consciously mm. paying attention connecting with other people, mm. finding, you know, I, I kind of personally believe that every every time we touch somebody in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. it has some impact. It's like mm. that tiny little wave thing. Like, or the butterfly right. that creates you the know, hurricane. Exactly. Right. So, you know, why not take whatever it is we have? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our faults. I certainly have plenty. Mm. But why not take what we have and, and creative talent, innovation, whatever you might want to call that, and connect that to other people make a difference in people's lives uh, that's what I was doing with the doctors uh, that's what I've tried to do I was in the mortgage industry the first mm-hmm. three clients were single parent moms with kids living in a very nasty apartment complex mm. got them into, in, into you know three bedroom two bath two car garage brick homes with a new school down the street it's wow. like totally changed their lives and it's like wow Right. That feels really good. Let's find other ways to do it. So yeah. maybe that's where some of it stems from. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's not really about me doing that. It's mm-hmm. about me paying attention and, and, and being conscious enough to spot other people that have the same abilities, you know, different skill sets maybe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we can all have a positive impact. Why not help people to do that? And, and, you know, you don't have to tell them to do that. You just have to kind of, I don't know, like hug them and love them and encourage them. Or, and they'll do it on their own. Like create you know. the environment. Sometimes. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, a little education goes a long way. So mm-hmm. provide the opportunity. Uh, connect with other people that get it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that that wave gets bigger and bigger and spreads further and further and, and truly changes our environment you know, our society, our community, etc. cetera. Um, I think that's possible if we're willing to, you know, just step out there and, and be who we are, completely real, yet pay attention and do the best we can. It's, it's not rocket science. Right. Well, and I think, you know, I was talking with someone earlier today about, you know, sometimes when you feel like there's not a lot that your little bit of action and, and we it was it was sort of talking about politics and how some people aren't engaged <laughs> me in particular i don't get real engaged on politics but it's part of the reason especially on the national level it's for lots of reasons but one is it's that you know the impact you know am i going to really have the impact and i was thinking about that as you were talking about that ripple effect uh, that maybe i need to address my own thinking about that and my own approach about that because it you know if i insist that i have to see the big wave then i never start the little ripple and so the big the wave can't ever exist whatever wave that might be and so it it brings me to this you know thought or idea almost like i'm picturing like what you're talking about is like you know you go to fertile soil but sometimes you have to you know till the soil like you get your little rake and get the rocks out and pull the weeds out and get that you know to where it's you know i think the word is fallow (laughs) maybe where it's you know kind of opened up so that when you 
you know, when seeds are planted, that they can thrive and not be choked out or choked back, you know, um, by the weeds. And, and, you know, you have to have someone willing to sort of take that initial step. And, um, And maybe the suggestion is, you know, like what you're talking about is, hey, I, I see you're this kind of seed, you know, and here's some ground. Here's some great ground you could grow in. Sure. That's a a good analogy. Yeah, if you Mm -hmm. chose to. And, you know, if this is, you know, the the, where you you could bloom here if you were planted, you know, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. So anyway, that that's that's really fascinating. Um, So you said you came here from Houston. Are you a Texan originally? Actually, no. Okay. I, I was born in Aurora. Oh, really? You're Colorado? Yeah, yeah okay. believe it or not. My, uh, right. my family moved to South Florida when I was about four. What part? Uh, West Palm Beach. Okay, so I'm I'm originally a Floridian. Okay. So from yeah. where? But northeast northeast Florida, Jacksonville area, okay, which is sure. essentially South Georgia. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, in Florida, it's like it's like no, two I, different worlds. I, I'm between. familiar with it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, so uh, so I, I grew up mostly in South Florida through you know school age. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to live with my dad at 14 or 15 in New Orleans of all oh, places. Wow. Love which New was Orleans. which is you know a very interesting community to say the it's least. It's his own enclave. Oh Where, yes, it is. It's its own planet. Believe me, <laughs> you know, its own world. Um, but uh, my my dad, stepmother, and one brother mm. of three. I have three older than me. Uh, we moved to Houston in 1970 originally. Uh, so I finished high school there, uh, and then you know lived there off and on, went back to Florida a couple of times and lived there. Um, and then, you know, several years ago, I, I took care of my mom for about mm-hmm. eight years before she died. Mm. She died in September. Her two cats died in November. Oh my, goodness. my dog died in March. Wow. And I'm sitting in Houston. You know, I get up early, have my coffee outside. Mm. Six o'clock in the morning, it's 85 degrees, humidity is 96%. I've, I've got an oscillating fan blowing to keep the mosquitoes off, and I'm thinking, what in the world am I doing here? I have a daughter, son-in-law, and two beautiful grandkids I don't mm-hmm. see much anymore in Colorado Springs. I'm packing up and moving out. And that was, go. And I could. I mean, I built the business mm-hmm. the, the way I did specifically so that I could be anywhere as long as I have that Internet connection and a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I moved here. That's fantastic. Found a little place in Black Forest on a couple acres and thought it was heaven. Wow. And, and as far as I was concerned, it was. Uh-huh. And, but it, it, Black Forest is a nice place to be, for sure. It really is. And, you know, the you describing, you know, it's kind of interesting, you describing your little place. And, you know, um, I don't know, it just reminds me of people in general. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we've all got these little quirks and you know, and it kind of fits back into sort of like you find this, the uniqueness, the beauty, the the interesting part of, you know, each, you know, individual, each individual's experience and the things that have shaped them um, to get to where they are. And that appreciation that you have for that is just so evident. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting to me that we are all extremely unique, mm. yet we're all basically the same. Right. You know, I mean, we really are. We, st- we, we have the same needs and wants. We want to be loved and mm-hmm. taken care of and have enough to eat and a mm. decent place mm-hmm. to live and have family and connections and 
share our kids activities and pets and right have a decent job it, you know it's pretty much the same everywhere yet every single one of us is you know extremely unique no doubt about yeah. that so well i like to tell my kids yeah you're unique just like everybody else well that's <laughs> the bottom line and, and it's like you know everything we do is unique because mm-hmm. we bring something unique to the table yet we're all basically in the yeah. same boat we're all still doing the same thing we may have different jobs different skill sets different unique personality traits but again it's all pretty simple and and yeah. you know it seems like our, our space in time mm-hmm. here on this planet mm-hmm. as short as it is i mean right. in, in the scope of all time it's extremely short it's just a, right. a quick little blip mm-hmm. yet why why shouldn't we be maybe more consciously thankful that we get this opportunity Absolutely. you know uh, that doesn't seem like a, it should be a big reach for people Right. Uh, and if, if I can kind of share that thinking, yeah, uh, why not? You know, we yeah. we all we have a lot to be thankful for. We we all do, especially here. I mean, here, you know, we have enough to eat. Most of us, mm-hmm. we we have, you know, we can get medicine. We can take care of ourselves. Obviously, you know, I, I can't prove this, but my in my opinion, mm-hmm. the vast majority of the people on the planet do not have even good clean drinking water every day right so what are we griping and fussing about we've got it pretty good let's do something to help others right you know and and just kind of push that that butterfly effect out or whatever right and i'm in you know a lot of life experience but what i've read studies what have you that's really that gratitude that what exactly Mm -hmm. what you're talking about is becoming aware of you know blessings and i you know it, it's the key to joy it's the key to purpose and and, um, and fulfillment yeah absolutely you know? and i think that i think the difficulty is and um is making judgments about our situations um that are negative and one of the things that you know i've learned and you know i've i'm i'm more probably more than halfway through my blip on the planet so far um i'm I'm well beyond halfway my friend (laughs) so um is that you know if you begin to see your circumstances whether you know your challenges the things that you might otherwise have looked at and and judged as not good you know if you look at the things that that happen as opportunities to grow or opportunities to connect um, it makes all the difference. I'm, I'm going to visit a friend um, this weekend um, in out of state, and we've just learned that her sister, who's been battling cancer for some time, um, is coming home from treatment, um, essentially, to, you know, to, to spend her final days. And, you know, there's a couple different ways that we can look at that. Well, I've been friends with both of them for 25 years. And um, one is that, oh, my gosh, you know, this is horrible. She's, you know, she's going to lose this battle. Or, wow, it's going to happen over the holiday weekend, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, but I've chosen, and I think it's, for me, the most productive. I think for my friends, it's going to be the most productive to really embrace that isn't it wonderful that you know the timing is such a time where people are going to be off and going to be together and we're coming together already um and we've got this time to spend you know with her 
you know, before she moves basically um, in into the next phase, which we all are going to do, and then have that opportunity to be there um, with the with the people who are closest to her and are going to be most um, heavily impacted um, by her loss. I, uh, just touching on that particular subject. Yeah. When my mom died, she she died on a Friday, uh, around eleven in the morning, and for two or three days before she hadn't eaten anything since the previous Saturday. She, mm-hmm. she you know, she was old. She was eighty-five. Mm-hmm. She was ready to go. She'd mm-hmm. been ready to go for a number of years. You know, right, right. Um, perturbed that firemen would die fighting fires and and god would take them instead of her mm. you know she had yeah. that kind of attitude yeah yeah um, you know she she was just there but she mm-hmm. really didn't have much life left in mm. her um i contacted my family i have you know nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and, and other family in the houston area uh we had about 30 people in my house mm. on thursday night Mom could not speak. She re- she was laying on her bed. You know, mm-hmm. basically it was a couch in her room. She used the couch because it supported her back. Right. Leaned up against the end. And when those people came in the room, I, I have a, a, a niece who is a fabulous singer, came in from oh college. Uh, so there's this whole family, all her grandkids and great-grandkids and, and you know, her, her own kids and stuff and, and our kids in her room singing you could see her eyes. She lit up like a Christmas tree. She couldn't tell us that, right. but it was very obvious. Right. She was thankful that we were there to celebrate her mm-hmm. before she was gone. Right. So, mm. bottom line, I think you're right. Uh, we make choices all the time, and we can That's choose right. to do things. If Again, I think mm-hmm. if we pay attention and live consciously, right. you've got this opportunity this weekend. You're losing someone dear. Right. So are several other people, obviously. Absolutely. You know, it is tragic, and it's mm-hmm. sad. At the same time, you literally can turn that into a, a thankful blessing and, mm-hmm. and celebration of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that, that helps touch people in a much more positive way than than the sadness right will, you know? yeah absolutely I, I just want to share that that you know my team and i th- these are published by best version media and okay. we're all extremely intentional mm-hmm. at the best version idea so if we any of us as as a publisher my team other publishers i know mm-hmm. no matter where you live in the springs area we have 10 publications in this area. You okay. know? So if, if you live in this area and you're hearing this broadcast and you have an idea you'd like to share with us, uh, if you have a featured family you'd like, you know, people you know that are involved in the community that mm-hmm. you'd like to get them on a cover, you know, you can contact us. You can go to bestversionmedia.com and, and, and reach us if you can't find one of us publishers. But if you're involved in something in the community or you know somebody who is who is doing something good, has a positive impact in your community, in your neighborhood, whether it's for kids or animals or seniors or veterans, doesn't matter. We would love to get that info. We can only see so far and we can only reach so far. So Absolutely. if anybody listening to this can help us make those connections we would love to have that contact well absolutely and again what that say that website one more time bestversionmedia.com and um if people want to get in touch with you specifically how would what's the best way for them to do that keith robinson at 
bestversionmedia.com. Thank you so much for uh, coming and sharing your, your time, your heart, and yourself with us here today. You're very welcome, and thank you. This has been a Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with Angela Jones, sponsored by Brighter Day Law. Thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to uh, meeting with you again next week. This has been a Brighter Day in the Neighborhood, presented by Brighter Day Law. Heard every Sunday at 11 a.m. on KPPF, 98.5 FM, 1040 AM, and 95.7 FM. Listen to the companion podcast on Podbean. Brighter Day Law are an experienced and qualified team of divorce and family law attorneys. Their aim is to help you get through that emotional and challenging time of divorce and other family disputes. The mission of Brighter Day Law is to compassionately help families resolve their disputes with personalized legal representation while keeping the best interest of the entire family at heart. Their attorneys handle all kinds of family law cases, including child custody, divorce, high asset divorce, mediation, and alimony. Brighter Day Law, compassionate counsel in dark and stressful times, 225-4493 or at brighterdaylaw.com.